0: Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent
1: desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. It's only a kick, a jump, a
0: block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this, Adidas.
2: We need a little walk in. Oh wait, we do have one. Yeah, we. we it's just yeah. not hokey. Like I was thinking about. You want hokey? No, oh, well, we, can, we should probably shouldn't skew hokey. I mean, you can do hokey. I feel like we really. We don't. have kind of a cool. We're so cool. Yeah, Yeah. brand. yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: I you have to put your headset on to be able to join the podcast. Yeah, you don't get to talk to us. Okay, now you can talk to <laughs> us. Nope. So I didn't do anything this weekend except finish Jack Carr's book. That and counts, man. And there is a thing in the book that Chris and I have been talking about. Have you all re- have you read it yet? Have you read it yet? No, okay, we're, we're half there. <laughs> he doesn't know how to read. Oh, uh, well, that's why <laughs> audio. To it that's why <laughs> audio books are good because then you know you don't have to uh, use you don't have to like use yeah. your eyeballs. So yeah. uh, the the book though has a and all, this isn't ruining anything. It's like pretty early in the book that they do this. It has a really creepy level of the use of AI, and <laughs> Chris was like. I, this is the one thing I didn't like about the book. I felt like it was too sci-fi. And at the end of the book, though, Jack Carr, uh, you know, he always, like, lays out all the research he did. He says, I toned it down. Yeah. Uh, he said, <laughs> yeah. He literally says, I toned down the AI component of the book to keep it from seeming sci-fi. And I was like what did he uncover?
3: Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, did he I, talk to. You? I want Man. to see yeah.
1: those notes. He
3: thanks, s- he thanks the people that helped him in the research of that. And he's like, uh. help me or thank you for making me never want to use a piece of technology again. Or <laughs> oh, something. Yeah, dude. Like,
1: it's, I mean, it's, if you've seen the dark Knight, that's basically what he is saying exists. You know, the, the Batman, Batman, Batman movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, how they tie like all technology together in Gotham to yeah. find the Joker. That's right. Yeah.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I need to Deep, read that one, bro. <laughs> yeah, Deep. Dude, it is. It is like next level creepy, and, and it he makes you it out.
3: wait. There is a hair. A, on
1: my, was nice. it mine? <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so if you haven't read in the blood, it hangs. Um, Chris had a ranking of all of his favorite Jack cars. And it's like middle of the pack. I mean, I think, I think terminal list was so good. So and then good. the devil's hand was so good. It's kind of tough to beat those. And then Savage Sun just has this weird, like weird vibe that I loved on that one. So it's like, it, it's right in there with those though. The, the middle of the pack on, of the, of the books so far. Yeah. I, I've been like kind of slow on reading books lately. And I did that. I did most of that book this weekend and Dang. motored through it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I always get through them pretty quickly. Yeah, and I then, like I said earlier, like I'm always left wanting the next thing. I can't I wait. until Well, next and it was year. wrapping up so
1: clean,
0: and you yeah, know, you're yeah, like, it
1: can't end like this. And then yeah. this horrible thing happens at the end of it. So
0: horrible. horrible. Just a little teaser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not so now if you have ready, you got to. Yeah, you know? now I'm hooked. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's all. I that's all I did though. So I got nothing. I you mean, I, I cooked. I cooked a bunch. That you was cooked? Yeah, I cooked a bunch. So what'd you mm-hmm. guys do?
2: Uh, I did a bunch of like scouting related things over the last week. Um, finally got a cell cam out to what me and Phil called the bowl out in, uh, redacted. <laughs> <laughs> I probably said it bigger of Jackar. <laughs> uh, and funny Some story about idea. that. The, um, the fellow that shot like the largest traditional buck in the country was like not far from like where I live, like an hour 15 mm-hmm. or something like the that. The huff buck. Yeah, yeah. The huff buck. He, before it all blew up was, he's just like a real nice guy apparently Tweeted the Onyx pen to where he uh, I've heard about that. shot this buck. And uh, then everything blows up. He's on like every major podcast, all this stuff. And this thread on his Onyx pen is just going crazy. And then someone from Mediator hit him up and was like, dude, take that down. <laughs> yeah. Because then all of a sudden these other camera cell cam pics start coming back. And that like uh, bloodline or whatever is crazy in that area and they're getting multiple bucks with that like paddle like all those ridges Mm -hmm. and the antlers and stuff like that that he had going on it makes him look kind of like a moose antler and so apparently the gene pool there is strong and it was getting leaked but um it's gone now so you missed your chance oh it's never gone what we well, would just talk about wait yeah, so is
3: that where you're hunting I'm, I'm no well i was making i said redacted story. yeah close
2: <laughs> close yeah. to it No, yeah
3: so he's one of the goobers that jumped on the yeah thread, then yeah showed absolutely up. <laughs> <laughs> um
2: but yeah so we we found a better um path out to the bowl uh which like used to be a miserable 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 hike
0: is the bowl uh, where we hunted that one day nope. turkey okay so no, not far,
2: at. not too far from, I okay. mean, same area, gotcha. but not like, um, so we found like a great place to access it, which does not run parallel to where I think a lot of bedding is. Um, so that's like, I think going to be a really good advantage for us to like get in there a little, a little more stealthy. Um, we have a cell cam out there, so we're trying to take stock, but, um, I mean, we, we went around the area a lot more than we had, like, as far as like following some trails where we had seen some bucks come in to where we're hunting, but, um, I, I like I don't know, I didn't really feel like I found a bunch of active um oh, you shot him the the huff hammer. buck, yeah yeah, that's crazy, um, like a bunch of active stuff, me and Jacob were kind of talking about that, like this place has three scrapes within like fifty yards, and it two of them are completely covered up, one of them's kind of there' cause it was just like so dug out, um and that's where that I told a story last fall of a ten point that came in and like saw me, I was ground hunting he peed in this exact scrape and we kind of like reenacted how he might have like come into the bowl. So we're trying to put together the story of like, where are these bucks coming from and Mm -hmm. why are they coming into the area? It's obviously for the scrapes. um, But it was hard to kind of figure out like, what are they doing around the area? Like where's the bedding? Like where, like a lot of the trails kind of go cold in spots just because it's early season. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you guys have tips for, like early, se- early season scouting or anything, but um, we have a camera out there, and we're not getting we're not getting any deer yet. It's been a week, um, but don't yeah. Get, but the, where, where they are now is a, yeah. It's like it doesn't really matter. Don't right?
0: get hung up on what you're seeing or not seeing now because it's where they're gonna be in the fall in October, it's gonna change. It's big gonna time. change yeah. big. Yeah. Time.
2: yeah, yeah. Is it like? Is a scrape, like, a a year, multiple-year thing? Like, they're just going to continually hit that? A lot of same? times they will
1: because yeah. the tree the, – a lot of times they'll come back to that same spot because it's, like, a good spot where the tree hangs low. Yeah. I Most of my scrapes are active every year. Okay. I mean, that's well, – That's encouraging. Just, that's me personally, but,
3: <laughs> Generally
0: like, within the same area. I mean, within a couple feet even. When
3: do they yeah. use them? Because that's another thing year we are talking about.
0: Year-round, but definitely a lot more active during, like, pre-rut. Because the one yeah. I
3: saw on our farm – looked fresh
0: they'll use them year round now this time of year it's not near as active i mean this thing was just worn out like mm -hmm. three inches deep Mm they have been hitting because they're just using it to mark territory yeah i mean
1: your does are also coming through and hitting those trees so you'll see like where they will rear up they're making a mess of it too i saw does in a tree
2: this week Hmm. driving we found, I mean, the cool thing about early season, it's a lot easier to find bedding Mm -hmm. because you've got, like, that... Smashed down grass. Smashed down grass. I feel like trails
0: are easier to see this time of year, too, a lot of green, and it's all pushed down.
2: mm -hmm. You can find broken limbs and Mm -hmm. stuff where they've come through. Right, yeah. I found, like, several, and that's kind of how I was, like, piecing together, like, how they're working through the area and coming Mm in. Um, So, I mean, it's it's getting more clear why it's such a hot spot. I think we kind of, like, fell backwards into it being a great spot mm-hmm. because we saw like downstream things like the scrapes and stuff like that in the area but now we're kind of like seeing how they're moving through the area and how it's kind of a pinch point there's not like once a, a deer has decided they're going to come through the area it's not like they can like veer off i mean it's like some pretty steep stuff Um, So I actually found a spot I might hunt that's kind of like more in a gully where like I would be up basically on the side of a steep hill and the trees vertical, Mm -hmm. um, but like looking down more into where they're where they're moving through in order to come to those scrapes. So Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. We hear deer back there a ton uh, and we did last year. So depending on how it goes and how it plays out, if we don't have a bunch of bucks moving through that exact spot again, um, I might I might go try to move further up and catch them like moving through the area. Um, And then out of my grandpa's property, moved one camera, set up another one, um, got a picture of an absolute beast bobcat. That's all uh, that. that. <laughs> I, saw that. My, I send it to my uncle, and he just sends back Widowmaker. <laughs> like, ah, okay. And so, like in Indiana, we can't kill him. So oh, you can. No that was really. going to be my next mm-hmm. thing. It's
3: like, mm-hmm. you need that mounted in your office. Yeah, I mm-hmm. know. What office? <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Your I'm kitchen on, table. On, just carry order. it around with you in the <laughs> <Dan's> office. office.
1: <laughs> For those who don't know, Braden
2: refuses
3: to have an office. Yeah, Dude, want it would make a great centerpiece on this it conference room table. It there. would.
2: Yeah, but we can't. My cousin traps, and that was my first thing back to my uncle i was like get get him out here and get him to to trap it and he's like you can't there's nothing like what what do you do after you trap it like you can't kill it i mean (laughs) yeah you just set it set it free so hopefully he's just uh transient (laughs) he those things are skittish man it's not like
1: he's gonna sit there and like wait to attack you i mean i i I don't i don't think i've ever yeah it's not a mountain lion i don't think i've ever read about a bobcat attacking a person i mean maybe i'm sure it's happened somewhere yeah but but yeah i'm with you in general they they're like you never see them for a reason. Right. They hear
0: you coming and they're gone. I dude. saw, I've seen one while out deer hunting, and it Same. was last uh, rifle season. Maybe it's two years ago now. I can't remember, but it was it was a really cool story. I mean, I
1: had a doe. That's went. what I told him. I was like, I think it's going to be, I, if you saw that, you'd be lucky. Like, that'd yeah. be awesome. I had that.
0: a doe about 100 yards down from where I was hunting that morning, and she started blowing and just acting really weird. And, like, I checked my thermals, and I'm like, it's not me. You know, it was yeah. going uphill, and she's way downhill. And I'm like, what's going on? And then she eventually left, and then it wasn't five, ten minutes later, this bobcat came walking on a down tree probably. At one point, I feel like I could have reached out and touched it. That's awesome. It cool.
2: Well, in talking about this with Phil, um, last year when he shot his eight point um and we were kind of piecing this together like the way the eight point was moving up to where we were hunting i saw a bobcat last year and just realized it was right before phil shot this eight point and the bobcat was coming in from like the left the eight point came in from kind of like like right at me like right down the middle the bobcat saw me and turned around yeah And then the eight point came up, like, Mm -hmm. maybe five, ten minutes later. So he was probably, like, stalking this buck or, you know, maybe waiting on other deer to come through. But One of my favorite things about
1: trail cameras is seeing, you'll see, like, even a mouse. You'll see a mouse come through. And then a coyote comes two minutes later, <laughs> sniffing that trail. Man, that's like one of the coolest things about running trail cameras—just yeah. watching all this go down. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. You see? wish you had this AI to be able to see how it all played oh, out. Oh yeah, really? You know?
2: Yeah, piece it together. Very but cool. Yeah, that's most of that's most of what I did. The the stuff that grew on my Bumpy's quarry out at his property is finally gone. So I had to go fishing out there. I'm going tonight um, to try to. Use some of the new uh, bass flies I got, and uh, there you go. Get the kayak out there; it's gonna be, gonna be yeah. fun. So that's me. You did a bunch of maintenance
3: this weekend too, right? Yeah, I did. I got the blisters to show it from the my little your c- little princess my computer hands. working hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, I did till a lot of yeah. dirt. Um, it doesn't look like that much when you see the pictures on Go Wild because I did a long and thin food plot. And I had two of them, and so I cut, like, around the duck pond. You guys have been mm-hmm. out there, mm-hmm. so it kind of goes around that duck pond. So it's not really wide at all. Um, but that's the first time I've tilled that much dirt before, and it is exhausting. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's just man. Eh, 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 yeah, so you're that. not quitting your desk job anytime soon? No, nah, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. And I was, my whole body was sore from wearing steel-toed boots and just, you know, doing all that stuff all day. But... That's, that's what I did. I, I'd, I'd never done a food plot. It's my first food plot of any kind. Uh, put in, out some, some brassicas mix. Um, I don't know if that's how you say it. Brassicas, 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 and some winter peas brassicas. mix. And then I also had a no till like throw and go bag of mm. uh, stuff that I threw out in another spot. That's a little harder to reach. Didn't, couldn't get in there and till it up. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I did not spray like one of the learnings and uh, talking with Erica here about her garden and stuff and some learnings that she had spraying. And I texted Zach with about, you know, Hey, should I spray this? Cause if I spray, I have to wait a couple of weeks. He thought I'd be okay. So I went ahead and just tilt it up, but there's still a lot of green that hung around. So next time I would definitely spray some glyphosate first, kill it off, but come, November. I'm hoping to see a bunch of green. I, out there. I think
1: that's going to help you in the, the later in the season. Cause you're, you're on a smaller property trying to pull in.
3: Yeah. So, yeah. And, and we are, we are catty corner to a huge cornfield. Yeah. So I am hoping are they trafficking
1: that, out of that into your property. Yeah. Yeah. And,
3: and you, that's the hole, the mm-hmm. picture of the hole that mm-hmm. I sent you, mm-hmm. they will come bed and water on our property mm-hmm. yeah. from what I can tell. And then my goal is to have them come there, you know, feed in the evenings or in the morning, first thing. whatever. I mean, I
1: would go have over that fence corn. line. Can you get to it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's is persica's,
2: like, late season kind of deal, like a hardy grows in the yeah. winter? Yeah, they're really kind of like a winter
0: rye type deal. Gotcha. They grow later, yeah. 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 I mean, there's
3: – it's a mix, so there's all kinds of different stuff that's in it. There's, there's some oats in one of them. There's, like I said, the one is winter peas and some mm-hmm. other stuff. And so – I don't know. Like once it comes up, I'll know what took well, what didn't. I didn't test the soil. I didn't do any of that stuff.
1: Is your plot going right up to that corn on the fence line? No. So they're so coming out. How far are they coming
3: out? What What I was reading. I've been reading a book about putting this plot out there before I did it, and what he was saying is that you want those food plots to be central on your property because if you put it on the edge or close to the edge, they're just they they have no incentive to come all the way through. Mm. So my goal and where I place them. You guys have all been out there Mm -hmm. there's a tobacco barn that we will rifle hunt out of during rifle season yeah it's covered i can take my kids you know it hides movement and so where i put this around that duck pond Mm -hmm. and then in the back of that field they have incentive Mm. to come through to that field i'm i'm not going to hunt that during early archery and stuff right so what i'm hoping is that i can get in that backfield where they're coming from the cornfield over towards the bedding the water and getting them in that that uh lane where they're coming through so i've kind of laid out in theory a couple late season early season spots for myself to hunt heck yeah my current
1: theory is i'm gonna not do anything i'm gonna (laughs) show up and hunt a buddy stand that's been sitting there for 20 years (laughs) i'm gonna complain (laughs) and say that i'm gonna prep more next year and then I'll end up shooting whatever I can. That's my. That's been like the last three years for me. <laughs> good old toothpicks. Yeah. Like well, well, see, last year I hunted enough. To, like I actually hunted a decent amount last year, and I had a good like feel for where that deer was coming through, and I had mm-hmm. a good feel for him in general. I'd seen him a bunch, and then
2: you saw a bunch of deer. I mean,
1: yeah. You, I mean, you I really
2: have your chances this year. You never know.
1: I have a great spot. I yeah. honestly like do really. I I passed up. Bigger deer than I have hanging on the wall here last year because yeah. I was picky, and then yeah, you know, well at least well, bigger than the one downstairs. Not bigger than that one,
2: but I mean, you don't really have to pre-scout a stand that's been there for twenty years. That scouting no, but it's nice. It, it, it's
1: <laughs> a big enough property to where it'd be nice to like have a better feel for to make sure they're still coming through the same spots and um just to get a feel for what's out there. Because the other thing it helps is like you don't want to shoot that if you know there's a monster out there because you only get one buck tag, mm-hmm. so.
2: I'd shoot that all day long. <laughs> well, <laughs> early season though. Yeah. If you, if, I still like,
1: I, I usually know that I'm going to get out 20 times. So like yeah. why on day one, shoot the eight point that I ended up yep. seeing five different times, you know,
3: that's yeah. the struggle I'm going to have out there on your property. I'd shoot the first decent thing yeah.
1: that came through. Cause you just, you haven't seen, you, you've seen some really good deer over the years, but they're like erratically at the end of the season Yeah, and those aren't patterned deer. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. And the other thing is that there's a lot of hunting very close by um dude, that's that's the problem with that in shelby county too. yeah and with that cornfield they rotate that cornfield they actually you know they know what they're doing out yeah. there it's not just somebody throwing out corn yeah and it's right next to the deer processor <laughs> so <laughs> perfect that they area just is, smell all their friends yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: just go borrow their golf cart and drag it's it over a, to it's them. a well hunted area dude and y'all are gonna be saddle hunting first time this year right i it's going down man i it just came been, in the mail i have been told i have a saddle i think
1: yeah. i have to figure out what else i gotta buy that's no problem. We can yeah. get that figured out. There's right. a ton of good trees out there. I'm I i um I'm very interested in it for archery. I just don't even know how much archery I'm going to be able to do this right.
2: spring or right. this fall, I mean. Yeah. I mean, you, you can gun hunt out of it if you're sitting in your stand and you're like, dang. Like, if I could get over there, yeah. you know, you could just
0: – I know guys that gun hunt out of their saddles. Yeah. I haven't done it yet. I've stuck to the bow with my saddle. I can see a world where work, but I'm just having a hard time picturing it.
3: Well, Adrian from Tethered, when we talked to him – ATA, I guess he was there's a way you like can use up a bridge,
1: yep, yeah, yep. and rest your rifle, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think honestly, that would work better than the climber because the climber, oh, yeah, they're such you, a pain in the butt. Yeah, man. Well, no, I hate them, yeah. There all kinds of reasons to hate a climber. I mean, I've killed several deer out of climbers, I, I don't, I mean, it's not like they don't work, mm-hmm. but the problem is there gets to be a point like I could see running it up and down that bridge to where it's like better to be able to align. Whereas with the climber sometimes, that rest, if you don't have it high, it can be too low or too high, Mm -hmm. and you have to, like, really cock your rifle. And so there's a lot of movement, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, you have to move your upper body to be able to get the gun to tilt down or up. And so with that, though, you can just kind of slide it. Well, what's nice about
0: the saddle, too, is if you set it up right, I mean, you give yourself 360 degrees of motion around that tree. And depending on how you're swung on that tree, there's other ways that you could rest your rifle and shoot i mean i don't know i might try it this year i've said it for the last two years that i was going to try to rifle hunt out of my saddle and i just haven't yet yeah i mean you
2: can adjust the bridge too so that would be the other thing is like you could get it like more of an angle if you Mm -hmm. needed it or whatever depending so i don't know i'd be curious to hear how it goes i think i hope i don't have to I'm going to rifle hunt this year.
0: I'm going to try it this year. I'm. I already decided this bow season. I'm going to hunt some areas. I mean, I'll be hunting our property that I've hunted my whole life, and we got our spots that we always hunt. And I've yeah. decided this year that I'm going to, you know, be a little bit of a trailblazer and hunt some areas that we haven't cool. hunted historically yeah. areas that i found this last turkey season where i'm like why aren't we deer hunting this area because yeah. there's all kinds of deer sign here yeah and that's
3: that's what i like about the saddle for mm-hmm. our properties because the areas that are thick that i'm not getting a stand into it's hard mm-hmm. to ground hunt or still hunt from yeah but there are a couple bigger trees like this is my way to yeah, to yeah i got a well.
1: uh, i got a um spot back home that i've hit hard a couple different weekends i haven't like hunted it a bunch, yeah. but and I've actually never seen a freaking deer there. Mm. But the sign I found two miles back in the woods, you can't drive into this, mm-hmm. which is what makes it awesome, you mm-hmm. know, and it connects up to the National Park, mm-hmm. so it's not oh, getting hunted over there. The deers have sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so, the the sign I got back into there and I'm like, it's freaking Godzilla mm. that is shredding. <laughs> and, and that's not always true. Sometimes you'll just get an aggressive one that makes it look like that. But dude, <laughs> a this, this, it could have been, yeah, this Getting was, this it. was at least like a, a good eight point or something that was shredding this, these trees up. But I, I couldn't believe the sign I was finding back there. But the problem was, um, I had I had a climber cause this was, this was, I don't know. I, I probably knew about climbing or saddles, but it wasn't the rage that it, I feel like it's come on over the last three or four years. Yeah. Um, but and, and they've been around for 20 years. I'm not saying like yeah, they yeah. haven't, but but Tethered they've gotten kinda they like kind of blew up, and all these other cool. brands have, have gotten popular. Yeah. Um, I was I was aware of saddle hunting, but I still feel like most people were not doing it, or I still feel like most people aren't. But you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh my god, pack! I have an old climber too, and mm-hmm. it's heavy. And I was packing it back. I, my back after that trip was so jacked up because yeah. I, I was also using a sling bag to try to stay lighter. Mm-hmm. So all the weight it's is on like one, one shoulder. Yep. Yeah, dude, I screwed myself up so much. And after that, I was like, I'm never coming back here without a saddle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so maybe I'll try that down there because I've got a I've got a couple weekends this fall. You know, my wife works weekends, so I'll go down and stay with my parents, and I could probably. Go up
3: and hunt a little bit, yeah. yeah, dude. Be fun, A few hours in, that's all it takes. Yeah, I'm gonna try some more lunchtime hunts this year too because I seem to see more activity. Oh, especially when I was out there, like I would be close to time I set up with my wife that I need to leave, and then I, you know,
1: well, once the time changes, uh, in the fall, it's awesome, like being a parent because. The deer are most active in that late hour, Um, and then, you know, you're home not at dinner, but after, right after. You can put the kids to bed. It's a game changer for dads trying to hunt. (laughs) Are they
3: doing the time change? Uh, I've heard that's going away. Is that really going to happen? I haven't
1: heard about that. I haven't heard anything about that. There was discussion about it, but I feel like that's not going anywhere. Yeah. I don't know. People can tell us when they log this show. (laughs) So. Yeah, I'm glad you guys are all. Braden was trying to get me to shoot the bow today. And I'm like, man, I can't. Like, I just,
2: I've been working nonstop today. So, yeah, I need to get out and. 45 minute round trip. I mean, go over there. And we shot for, you know, 20 some minutes or whatever. Yeah. Had a terrible day shooting, but at least I did okay. No, I'm sorry, myself personally. Speaking (laughs) for myself, Derek did fine. I, uh, I pissed myself off, but that's okay. Derek,
1: Derek and I, uh, I went and shot with Derek over there one time, uh, like we'd probably just started working out of here. Yep. And I went over there with him before you even started here. Maybe, maybe before Jake. Yeah, yeah, This, this was early. early. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was like, hey, random guy off the
0: internet. <laughs> or maybe you invited me. I, I, I do not remember. I think we discussed it, you know, yeah. through comments on the app. Like, yeah, hey, we should get together and shoot our bow sometimes. Yeah. And this went around for a little bit, and finally I was like, let's just do it. Yeah, because so, you hadn't been hunting archery that long at that point, right? No, my, I started hunting archery probably seven years ago, and when I first started, I did it pretty consistently for like two or three years straight. And then I just set the bow down for quite a few years. I remember you hadn't shot much. And it was like the first time that I'd started getting back into it. And I had just
1: started because I didn't shoot archery until 2018. Mm -hmm. That's when I got my first bow.
0: Yeah, see, I got my first bow my freshman year of college because I rifle hunted all, you know, growing up and then went to college, met some buddies there that were real big into bow hunting. So freshman year of college would have been 2011 for me. Mm -hmm. So that's when I started. But Nice. Nice, nice. But so then we, I laid down.
1: We got our first ad deal with uh, Arcus, and uh, Chip hooked me up with a good deal on my obsession. Mm-hmm. So that I mean, I, I remember it's that year because when they yeah. became our first client, they gave me a deal, and I went all out. And, yeah, you know, because you had a good deal on it, so uh, that was a fun year. Got my first archery deer that year too.
3: I think that's why I'm really excited about this deer season, getting back into archery doing a little bit more on the land, like, working mm-hmm. where I'm hunting instead of just showing up, trying to shoot something. So it, there's a lot more excitement that's yeah. building up. Yeah, and yeah. you feel
2: like maybe you got a little more invested. Like, I put all this work in. I got you know, to kill a deer. All these <laughs> arrows I threw in the trees, attack <laughs> yeah. and in the yeah.
0: woods. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
2: gosh. Yeah. I'm down to about six hunting arrows. I'm down to four. I'm probably going to have to go buy six more. So I have three dedicated hunting arrows and, like, seven that I can practice with. But. I don't know, man. I just, I keep having to tinker with my bow and I I don't feel, I told Derek today, I was like, dude, if I don't get my crap together in the next week, I'm probably going to limit myself to 20 yards.
1: You may already know this, but when I used to, when I got into it, I was listening to all these podcasts and I picked this up. I feel like it might've been from Garrett Weaver. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was telling Jacob this last week too. Number your fletchings. Mm-hmm. Do you do this? Mm-hmm. Number your fletchings and You'll probably find that some of the inconsistency is a specific arrow because we're all goobers, right? We don't know how to fine tune. We don't know like we're mm-hmm. we're like low level idiots when it comes to archery. I would say, <laughs> um, yes. you know, the you, you know, like Paul was talking about all, the, the guy he had on. Like I can't even hang in those conversations. Yeah, right. Yeah. He yeah. built some arrows for Derek. Yeah, too. yeah. So um, number your fletchings and yeah. then start to make a note. Like f- literally, write it down. The one that is not consistent. It happens. I will usually find like what's on top. Like, no, so, no you shoot, so you'll you'll notice like arrow number seven is consistently mm. oh, off. Yeah. I thought you meant like yeah, like if you're one, two, three on I,
2: each. Which one's on top? No, you're saying no. Literally, this, this is arrow, arrow one. Gotcha. This is arrow two. Gotcha.
1: And that helped me. I do that every year, mm-hmm. and huh. then I'll I'll pick my best three to be my hunting arrows. That makes a ton of sense,
0: especially with kind of your bigger you know box store brand arrows that so they're yeah, just yeah. kind of mass producing arrows because yeah. not to get really into the weeds but i mean if you really want to build an arrow correctly like you'll knock tune it and all kinds of stuff yeah, and to and the find spine exactly where but most people don't do that n- exactly yeah, and so No, the arrows that i got from the same guy that you know paul and andrew and all those guys serious archery up in northern kentucky like they that's why those arrows are worth that much right because they do all that yeah mm. But but if you're
1: not doing all of that or you don't know
0: how, yeah. the one thing you can do
2: is at least find the dud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, so, my question to that is, like, how – like, do you do that before you have your broadheads on there? I usually do. Yeah. Okay.
1: Because it's going to fly consistently off, broadhead or not. And then when you get your broadheads on, the weight changes, you got your or the flight changes, you got to adjust a little bit anyways. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I usually try to find my most consistent arrows before I put broadheads on them. I mean, that makes tons of sense. And then, I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah. And then and then you know and you can hunt and have, you know, I mean, it can make a big difference. I'll sometimes yeah. have one that's like four inches off consistently. Like, it'll wow. psh, just mm-hmm. drop. i like
3: got nine of them that are. <laughs> <laughs> All nine of mine are
1: off. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. You're consistently missing
2: right. <laughs> it's hard to keep track when you're launching them into the woods yeah. yeah. inconsistent yeah. I, mean. I, mean, I, to,
3: I told Braden i want to give my bow to somebody and then just be like get this dialed 100 yeah. percent so that i know all the errors yeah, and yeah. issues are me yeah. and not yeah. this thing.
1: you just need to go find a guy that's your build and who's an archery expert and yeah. you know yeah. it should be easy yeah perfect <laughs> all right we're running out of time so uh log this on go i get you some points for those rewards always important um you got Derek t- Toll. I do this Yay, every time, he man. Tolls, tolls. <laughs> Jesus. <it's laughs> to- towels. Tolls. Tolls. No, wait. It's not it's towels. towels. You're all screwing no, <laughs> on me. I don't even know. Whatever. It's Derek with a T, Braden Ware, <laughs> <laughs> Jacob Knight, and Brad
2: Lustrell. <laughs> Blog this show. I all see